All right, I think that maybe I too ought to start out by saying Happy Mother's Day. And you're here because you had a mother, so I think, I hope you're appreciative, right? And you're looking so good today on this Mother's Day. Well, most of you. Hey, I just want to share a couple of things but before we jump into the message, just by way of me, uh, you know, sharing some reminders. Um, if you're brand new to The Crossing, I just, uh, you know, First Steps, we'd love for you to come to First Steps. Our next offering of First Steps is this Tuesday, 6 p.m., right here at The Crossing. Uh, if you feel like you just want to know more about our church, be better connected, First Steps. I'd love to invite you to join me for First Steps uh, this coming Tuesday, 6 p.m. Uh, would you pray blessing on our interns? They arrive this Wednesday. And like right now on the spot, just ask the Lord to bless our interns. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. This weekend, um, Saturday, coming Saturday, is our yard sale, our annual churchwide yard sale. All the proceeds go to bless and benefit uh, some needy families and children this coming Christmas. And just want to remind you about that. Love for your pray blessing on the yard sale. Um, drop off times for all of your unwanted treasures. Now, I didn't say trash. Uh, unwanted treasures, drop-off times, Thursday from 10 a.m. till 7 p.m., Friday from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m., uh, drop-off. Uh, the, the, the sale actually is Saturday starting at 7 a.m., and uh, I'd love for you to come. You know, you could shop the yard sale. You could be helpful in carrying things to, you know, people's cars, whatever. Uh, just a great way to serve. All hands on deck is necessary, really. If you would like to serve and kind of give us a heads up so Dawn can count on you, uh, back here at this desk is some sign-up sheets. You can sign up to serve and what day, and, and that'll be a, a great thing. Pray blessing on the yard sale for real. And I want to mention, there's a brand new ministry in the making. It's called Beyond Ministry. Uh, it's really a, a focus on uh, personal care and follow-up of people who are hurting. My sister Mary is going to lead the way with that. Some of you have indicated that you want to help. Uh, some of you may want to help. Uh, there's a couple of informational meetings coming up. This Wednesday, 6 p.m. in the Cove, or next Sunday, right after our second service, uh, just some information gets you involved and just want to remind you about that, inform you about that. Think. Think. Uh, there have been some occasions when uh, the question is just put out there, hey, what you thinking? I don't want to, what you thinking? And there have been occasions when my wife, Angel, has maybe caught me in a daze and, hey, Mark, what you thinking about? And I'll be like, nothing. <laughs> like literally nothing. I mean, I was in my nothing box. And yeah, I can, I can actually do that. Nothing. And on occasion, I will ask Angel, well, one time, I ask Angel, honey, what are you thinking? And I got a 20-minute <laughs> detailed explanation of the thousands of thoughts she's thinking simultaneously. She's amazing. So what you thinking? It's an important question. It's an important question because 
One time I heard preacher uh, Timothy Keller say this, your idol is where your mind runs automatically when nothing else is demanding your attention. So what you thinking? The Bible, the Word of God says in Proverbs 23, verse 7, as a man thinks, so is he. As a woman thinks, so is she. As a person thinks, it's what they are. Mm. Now what that means is this. If I think negative thoughts, I'm going to become a negative person. If I think selfish, greedy thoughts, I'm going to become a selfish, greedy person. If I think angry, vengeful, violent thoughts, I'm going to become an angry, vengeful, violent person. If I think vile, immoral thoughts, I'm going to become a vile, immoral person. If I think materialistic thoughts, I'm going to become a materialistic person. If I think ungodly thoughts, I'm going to become an ungodly person. If I think dark, demonic thoughts, I'm going to become a dark, demonic person. If I think ignorant thoughts, I'm going to become an ignorant person. And some of you are thinking, Mark, too late on you. Well, no. But you know what the truth is? If I think positive thoughts, I'm going to become a positive person. If I think encouraging thoughts, I'm going to become an encouraging person. If I think wise thoughts, I'm going to become a wise person. If I think godly thoughts, I'm going to become a godly person. As a man thinks, so is he. I want us to dive into the Word of God today, and I want to provide something really good for you to think about. In fact, I want us to dive into one verse, just one verse, but man, is it a loaded verse. Here's the verse. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true... Whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Isn't that a great verse? I'll be honest with you, I have read this verse hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times. And usually I read the verse. And go keep rolling. That's a problem. You see, this verse deserves some time. And I want to suggest that this one verse deserves a whole series. Let's go. In fact, today, I want to start a new sermon series simply called Think. And it comes from that last phrase in the passage, you saw it, think about such things. Think. In fact, in this one verse, the Holy Spirit is inviting us to actually think with him. 
And so here's the challenge. The Holy Holy Spirit wants us to think with, think on, think through. He wants us to reason, to ponder, to contemplate, to consider, to concentrate on these things. The Holy Spirit of God wants us to think. And so Jesus and the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, has given us today a thinking prescription. A thinking prescription. And everyone in this room and everyone online needs this thinking prescription. Now, we need this prescription because I recently heard a preacher say this. Too many of us have become mentally flabby. Did he just call me chubby? But here's the truth. If if you are out of shape mentally, leaving you kind of unable to think about things on your own, then you're just leaving the thinking to somebody else. Not good. In fact, that's dangerous. Think. Adolf Hitler is the one who said, What good fortune for government that people do not think. So, let's think. Let's be better at thinking. In fact, let's think specifically. In fact, our, our passage provides eight separate things that we ought to be thinking about. So I think we should do a whole series on think. And in this series, let's just take two at a time. Today we're going to look at the first two. Next Sunday we're going to look at the next two. The third Sunday we're going to look at the next two. And then we'll finalize with the next two. You know, the last two. Think. Today let's start with the very first two. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, think on such things. Number one, whatever is true. Whatever is true, think on such things. What a great place to start this list, amen? Whatever is true. How do we actually know what is true? I mean, in our world, how do we know what to believe? How do we know what is true? That is a great question. And the reason it's a great question is because, uh, friends, we are, and you know this as well as I do, we are bombarded with lies all the time, aren't we? Our culture lies. You know, the lies of our culture, the lies of media, the lies of the politicians, the lies of religion. The lies of, or the lies of commercials, the lies your family told you, the lies you sometimes tell yourself. Friends, you and I, we are constantly bombarded with lies. Why are there so many lies? Well, Jesus, in John chapter 8, verse 44, gives us a little hint of why there's so many lies. John, uh, Jesus tells us the devil was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. There is no truth in him. 
When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. That explains it. Do you know when, uh, do you know when the devil's lying? Whenever his lips are moving. And I want you to know that everything, everything from the enemy is a lie. Everything from the enemy is a lie. But in stark contrast, everything from Jesus is true. In fact, Jesus is the truth. His word is true. This is the truth of Almighty God. Amen? True. Jesus actually said that he would lead his followers and guide them in all truth. John John 14, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth. Before Pontius Pilate, he testified to the truth. He promised his followers that they would receive the Holy Spirit, and he later called that Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. Friends, truth is the cornerstone of good thinking. Truth is the cornerstone of right thinking. So this is such a great place to start. Whatever is true. Whatever's true. I recently had a newer Christian ask me, Hey Mark, um, what do you consider to be the greatest truths of Scripture? Wow. That's a great question. The greatest truth of Scripture. Wow. Somebody's thinking, right? And I remember thinking, like, oh, the greatest truth. And I kind of I rattled off, well, I think some of the greatest truths of Scripture is God is still God. Jesus is the revelation of God. The Bible is the word of God. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. The church is the family of God. I'm like, on a theological level, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And I said, but hold on. But maybe on a practical level, I think the greatest truth of Scripture is simply this. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Facts. Truth. So whatever is true, think about such things. Amen? What a great place to start. But number two, whatever's noble. Whatever is noble. Some of your translations are going to say whatever's honorable. Now, I think what we need to know today is there is no English. There is no one English word that really gets the meaning behind this Greek word. That is translated noble or honorable. And really the meaning behind this word that is used here in the Greek is that which is awe-inspiring. A-W-E. Awe-inspiring. And so the Holy Spirit here, through this thinking prescription, is telling us not not only think of what is true, but think of what is awe-inspiring. I understand there was a university in California... Uh, that did a study on human emotion. And here was their question. What is the human emotion that most benefits the human race? 
what is the human emotion that most is, is most beneficial uh, to human beings? And their conclusion was all. All. A-W-E. And the Holy Spirit's telling us in this thinking prescription that we need to be thinking about things that inspire awe. And so right now, I want you to let your mind wander. I want you to let your mind go to something that inspires awe in you. Sunrise? Well, some of you have never seen that. How about a sunset? A mountain view? Ocean view. Newborn baby. Starry night. Answered prayer. Seeing his provision. Seeing his activity. Seeing the scriptures come alive in my life. Seeing transformed lives. Whatever is awe-inspiring, think on such things. Amen? Whatever is true. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever inspires awe, think about such things. Now, this instruction, this verse is not a condemnation against those random, ugly thoughts that just appear in your mind. I mean, the devil can do that to any of us, right? I'll confess, there, there have actually been, literally, there have been times I am in partaking in the Lord's Supper, and I, I'm, I'm thinking about the cross, and all of a sudden, this ugly, impure, depraved thought Bleep, you know, beeps on the radar of my mind. Where did that come from? And there have been times, honestly, there have been times when I'm in prayer. I am talking to the Lord Almighty, and this ugly random thought just, where did that come from? And if, um, if any of you have figured out how to avoid ugly, random thoughts in your, you know, on the mental screen of your mind, would you tell the rest of us? So this isn't a condemnation about having an ugly, nasty, depraved thought. Uh, the question really is, what do you do with it when it appears? Do you reject it? Or do you replay it? Do you censor it or do you savor it? Do you discard it or do you dwell in it? The sin isn't having the thought. The sin is uh, embracing it and thinking about it and dwelling in it and feeding it and fantasizing about it and you know and it, you know as you think about things you're going to start doing when you start acting it's got you that's why it's so important to think take every thought captive to think on these things 
that are true, that are awe-inspiring. Think on these things. I think I want to land this baby um, offering a few challenges. Five of them to be exact. Here's the first challenge. I want to challenge everyone in this room, everyone online. Here's the challenge. Challenge number one. Would you memorize Philippians 4.8? I want to encourage you to memorize this thinking prescription. Hey, you're not going to be able to succeed with this prescription unless you know this prescription. So would you memorize Philippians 4.8? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, awe-inspiring, Right? Whatever's pure, whatever's right, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You almost got it. You almost got it. Would you memorize the thinking prescription? Second challenge, I want to encourage you. I, I, I want to mess up every one of your Bible reading plans All right, to, to suggest this. Challenge number two, would you... Every day this week, open up the Word of God, open up the truth of God, and simply just read until you are wowed at the Lord. Just read until you're wowed at the Lord. Um, I bet it'll be like five minutes or less. Five minutes or less, you'll be wowed at the Lord. Just five minutes or less. Right now, now if you have no idea where to start, how about the Book of Mark, like the best named bi- book of the Bible? <laughs> but read till you're wowed at Him. Uh, third challenge: I would love for I would love for you to catch yourself thinking about things that are true and awe-inspiring. I want you to catch yourself thinking about things that are true and awe-inspiring. Uh, you know, that'll be, that'll be victory. Just catch yourself thinking about those things. Uh, challenge number four. Uh, challenge number four is simply this. Initiate some conversation with other people about things that are true and awe-inspiring. Just talk about it with other people that are true and awe-inspiring. And I tell, you the, I tell you this, if you start talking about those two things, you are going to be a breath of fresh air for them. That was four, right? Here's the fifth one. Make sure you're here next Sunday for the next two. Lord Jesus, thank you. Lord, we live in a world so full of lies. We live in a world where we, ought to, we kind of conclude quickly that how in the world are we going to know what is true? Um, thank you for giving us what is true. Thank you for your holy word. And, and I pray that you'll use this series to help us think to be better at thinking and starting with thinking about things that are true and things that are noble, all inspiring. And I know, Lord, that'll help us grow and that'll be such a great encouragement to the people around us. Thank you for giving us truth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.